National Association for the Visual Arts is the peak body protecting and promoting the professional interests of the Australian visual arts. Nava in Conversation is a series exploring the issues and challenges of working in the sector. We speak with artists, curators and administrators to gain insight into the experiences of contemporary practice and seek to propose ideas for change, progress and resilience in both local and global contexts. This week we speak with Georgie Ma, the CEO and Artistic Director of Next Wave Festival, a biennial arts festival based in Melbourne. Georgie chats with us about what good leadership means, the role of directors in organisations, and the responsibility of curators to artists. We get an insight into the plans and challenges for Next Wave's experimental new model of artistic development in Australia. My name is Georgie Ma. I'm the director and CEO of Next Wave. Um, Next Wave is an organisation that supports, exists to support emerging artists, um, and we do that through a range of learning programs, professional development programs, and a biennial festival. We've also just recently taken over the management of a venue for the first time, the Brunswick Mechanics Institute. And how did you come to be director of Next Wave? I was hired as artistic director in late 2014 and, and for the 2014 festival um, led the artistic program and then we restructured the organisation after that festival and brought in a creative producer um, and then I sat as director and CEO and the creative producer came in to bring a sort of another artistic voice into the organisation. I came here from the MCA in Sydney where I was managing public engagement um, and then prior to that I was involved in performance space and also in artist-run initiatives like First Draft. Um, I'm really interested in the contexts for art and how that affects what art gets made. So working in artist-run spaces, small to medium producing orgs, a museum, now a festival has given me quite a wide range of experiences and sort of insights into the way that artists work. So Next Wave happens every two years. It takes a different shape and a different form every time because it's really determined by the artists that we're working with. And the all the work is new um, and we because it's all new, we work on a sort of two-year cycle of development. And so we work with artists for quite a long time frame to support their creative development as well as their professional development through some formal programs. And the festival itself, we talk about seeking projects that are really ambitious, that are taking risks, um, that the um, challenge ideas about what art can be where it takes place and who will be watching. And so that filters down into thinking about um, different types of audience development, different types of access to works um, and different types of ensuring diversity in our programs as well. So cultural diversity, as well as inclusion of people with disability, as well as all sorts of gender diversity and as broad as we can get, because we believe 
a diverse conversation is the only conversation worth having. And that's sort of become the, the mantra or the, the thing that underpins our artistic programs. How important do you think is the long development process for the artists that you work with? I think it's completely integral. Um, because we're asking young artists or artists at the beginnings of their careers to do things that they've never done before, it often takes a longer run-up time. Um, so the sort of 18-month period that we have to support those artists with the producer and kind of throw our organisational weight behind those projects is necessary in a lot of instances to form the partnerships, get garner the support of in all different ways, whether that's funding or whether that's other types of um, partnerships and other support, as well as figuring out how to actually do the the big idea and, and make it happen. Um, and there's also a kind of community that forms around the festival each every two years of artists that are connecting across the country. So we work with artists um, nationally but we bring them together at certain points throughout the year and those connections that are formed throughout that period then lead to all sorts of other kinds of projects collaborations and just sharings of um, kind of connections between communities I suppose so it might not be specifically about a project but it will be a kind of uh, a broader network that people then become linked into and is there a longevity to those networks that you think Next Wave kind of starts that process? When I speak to artists that are four or six or ten years out of Next Wave, I think that that might be the thing that comes up the most as the, as the important thing that they got out of the festival. The connections that people make, whether they're personal or professional, um, are probably the thing that people value the most when those years go by, um, as well as, of course, the professional kind of leaps and bounds that people are able to make after they show their work at Next Wave. It's really that community and that network that is, the, is that less tangible but um, really important long-term output that we see. Next Wave has a commitment to professional development as part of your program and you just launched the Next X program. So yeah, we have just um, selected all of the projects for Next Wave X, which is our brand new co-commissioning program. Commissioning is something that we have wanted to do for a long time and it, it means that artists know the resources that they're working with when they get an opportunity and they're able to focus their time on making the work and not raising the money. And so that was really our impetus behind Next Wave X. Um, our other main development program is Kickstart Helix and that includes much more of the formal professional development over that longer period of time, whereas Next Wave X is slight for people that are slightly further along in their careers that needs less of a lead time but really just need that organizational support and the budget behind them to do that next big thing and what we've found is that we have basically so many 
great relationships with organisations around the country that have been informal up until now. And this was a really amazing way for us to be able to formalise and make public some of those relationships with organisations like PICA that we've worked with for so long in Perth, um, as well as new organisations like ACE Open but that have um, staff members that we, we've been working with in various different ways um, for, for quite a few years. And and also really artistically aligned organisations like Metro Arts in Brisbane, like Vitals in, um, in Adelaide as well. So we're able to, to make public those relationships, but also say we're both really interested in the same thing, let's work together and let's try and make the support that we can offer bigger than either of us would, would be able to offer alone. So... It's doing a lot of things, which is why we're really, really excited about it. And it means that the festival, the number of projects in the festival will actually be a little bit smaller this year. But we think that that's really important, particularly in this climate where it's so hard for independent artists to be finding money to make their work, to be committing to the importance of artists getting paid and artists having the right amount of resources for the scale of work that they want to present is part of our thinking behind sort of trying to take a new approach in the new climate. That's amazingly commendable because you guys have launched this amazingly ambitious program also with a new space with all these new things and I know you didn't get Ozco funding so I think it's really important to kind of celebrate that growth of Next Wave as well so big congrats on that one. Thanks. Um, is it good for Next Wave to feel like an independent organisation and festival and to have that autonomy to support projects? The idea of independence is really exciting when we're thinking about the Mechanics Institute, our new project, because that is something where we have the, we feel like we're in a, a really mutually beneficial relationship and a partnership with our main stakeholder, which is Morland City Council. They are really excited about us being in the space and, and they know that we're bringing a lot of value to that space. Um, but we're also able to to use that to use that in, in whatever way that we kind of see fit through our strategic plan and of course supporting artists is a huge part of that but we're also thinking about a whole range of different ways to be developing different sorts of income streams to support that artistic process so being able to think about smaller self-sustaining models within our broader organisation is actually really exciting to me. I have to say it probably wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have said that when I first started this job um, and like two years ago, three years ago um, in 2014 that the whole landscape was really different especially for young artists. So now more than ever thinking about ways that we can think about the value that we bring to all sorts of different contexts and stakeholders is something that I'm really trying to work through and trying to think about how we can best utilise and leverage that to get more support to artists and to get more space for artists and to get more art in the world. Absolutely. And what can we expect to happen in the new space? 
um, all sorts of things. Um, we've got some fringe shows in at the moment, um, so we're using the theatre as well as a black box space, so we've got a sort of little, really intimate 20-seat space and then a 100-seat theatre, um, and that's for the next couple of weeks, and then we go straight into a really amazing film program that we're doing in partnership with Cult Cinema. Um, they do sort of special events where they do films with live music um, soundtracks, but they also do different themed nights and do food and drinks that are themed with films. So we're really looking at, and that's really exciting because that's really outside of what Next Wave would normally do. Um, and that's kind of looking to the broader creative industries, engaging in kind of cultural landscape of Melbourne in a broader way than we would be able to do through Next Wave Festival. Um, we also have, you know, Ilbidgeri Theatre Company making their new work for the major festivals initiative in the space. We've got artists that are making their work for Next Wave next year in there, doing a regular weekly rehearsal. And we've got a res we're going to have an international resident artist next year um, through a partnership with Asian Link Arts as well, and their new global projects based program. So, it's really busy. Um, we're doing our we're sort of integrating our usual programs and our artist development into this new model and this new space as well as reaching out and being able to work with a whole range of different companies and interesting people as well. How integral then would you say are partnerships as part of Next Wave's programming and ethos? Partnerships are important in the arts um, and in the arts and creative sectors um, in order to um, get interesting things done um, and do new do do what we do in new contexts and interesting ways which is always I think what we're striving for um, but for me personally I just prefer to work like that it's more interesting it's more fun you get more out of it you can when you're co-investing in things and you have this sort of shared investment and these shared returns just all very kind of businessy language but it's really true because you are putting you're putting in these things you're you're planting seeds together and then you're watching them grow and you're making this thing that is bigger than the sum of its parts and I think that's what we through Next Wave X for instance have been able to do with a range of partnerships that in that discreetly would be great but together are a new national program of significance. What do you think have been some of those changes that artists have experienced over the last couple of years? I think that I can only speak about it from my own personal experience and I studied as an artist and sort of started my practice making work as well as helping other people make work and I was lucky to, to emerge out of uni into a policy environment where young and emerging artists and practice was the priority and that enabled me to present my work internationally, to build international networks, to build my own confidence um, and to build a, a sense that a sense of myself as a leader, an idea of myself as a leader that I probably wouldn't have 
ever considered otherwise. And that has allowed me, you know, afforded me the, the experience and the training opportunities and the networks to get to where I am at the moment. And now I'm working with artists that are at that point that I was, you know, it's not even that long ago. It's maybe eight or nine years ago. And it's really, really different. Um, the, the priority on young and emerging artists has well and truly gone away um, in terms of funding, for better or for worse. Um, and it means that artists at the beginnings of their careers are not getting those confidence boosts you know, those, those important little pushes along that are saying, yes, keep going, you're, you're making good work, you're, you've got good ideas, you're doing interesting things. And it means that long term, the thing that makes me really worried, the, the thing that upsets me the most about the whole situation is um, the great, great risk of only artists that can afford to make art with parental support, whatever kind of backup that they might have, being becoming the new generation in art because others can't afford to. What is the responsibility then of organisations to work towards emerging artists to be able to bridge that space? The responsibility of organizations to any artist I think is to do everything that they can to make sure that they get paid um, to value their labor is at the core of what you need to do to ensure that um, young artists of all um, all variety of socioeconomic background are able to participate equally um, and sometimes that also means I mean I, I like the saying like I, well, I find it useful to think about the phrase like fair isn't always equal uh, so ensuring that and that the idea of leveling the playing field it means that some artists will need more support it, is, it may be difficult to find an Indigenous artist for your program. Maybe no one applies. That doesn't mean that there's no one that would be amazing for your program that is Indigenous. It just means that they probably see it and don't think it's for them because no one's told them it's for them. And it might just take a phone call or a couple of phone calls um, to that person or maybe to their friend or maybe to other people in the community to then to make sure that that it's understood that that they are welcome and they are wanted and so those sorts of things I think that you kind of you need to make a bit of a mindset shift about that it isn't about um, giving more to a certain group it's about equalizing what should be which what has been unequal and inequitable for a really long time so it's tricky 
Um, it's tricky sometimes for, I think, particularly larger organisations um, to get their heads around that um, or to do it in a way that isn't tokenistic, that isn't about ticking boxes, that isn't about particular funding pots of money that they might be able to access. Um, it takes a much longer term approach to actually embed that in how an organisation works and functions and it takes vigilance um, and it takes putting your money where your mouth is and actually spending money on things that level the playing field, like not penalising a deaf artist for having to have an Auslan interpreter at professional development sessions and not taking that out of their budget but making a new budget for it. And we are a very small, very lean organisation and we're able to do that because that's what we've prioritised and that's what we say is important. That is being, that's us um, living by our values and that's something that um, we pride ourselves on, walking the talk. And that's also good leadership because it understands position of privileges and it, try, it counters those, which is essential in contemporary society. What is leadership to you and how have you done that over the course of your working career? forced to think about leadership quite early on when I was applying for a grant that had something to do with leadership and I, and I had to um, position myself in that way um, and, you know, found it quite uncomfortable. Um, but it was a mo there was a moment where a lot of people were talking about it and thinking about it um, and... I had some really formative conversations with an artist, Joshua Sophia from the UK, who was doing a research project around the artist as leader. And through conversations with him and, and I suppose my own reflection, it began to sit more comfortably because if, we, if artists or people working closely with artists and have artists at the centre of what we do, which is what I consider my job to be um, if we don't take up the mantle then like who will um, we, we have to um, if there are there are things that we believe in um, there's a way that we want to see the future of art then you have to be a part of it otherwise what's the point what are you even doing <laughs> um, so for me that has been a journey of figuring out um, how to how to maintain roles where I do act as a gatekeeper and do act as a um, uh, in a kind of management role you know on the on the on the side of things that some people say act like soak up too much money from actual artists um, and sometimes I agree with them um, but for me, it's about listening. Um, so with all of those things in mind, I just try to listen to what artists are making, listen to what they're saying, 
um, listen to what the people around me are saying, thinking, feeling, and leading, being driven by that. Um, like small ways that I've enacted that is by taking a theme away from the festival. Now that's a, my own kind of curatorial choice, um, but also part of my philosophy around artist-centred, artist-driven programming and curating that is about working with artists and listening to what is urgent and important to them, what they're making work about rather than enforcing frames within um, for them to make work within. Um, and that's something that's developed over time as well. I didn't always feel like that. Um, and, and I definitely don't have anything against people that work in different ways. But for me, being able to really, really try to, um, try to understand the connections between the, between the ideas that artists are fixated by, um, what are the ideas that keep repeating, what are the questions that keep repeating, that is the really interesting thing for me. And so drawing that out is kind of what I see my role as, which then is about creating a context and creating a sort of um, uh, a framework then for audiences or for the broader public to engage and connect with the ideas of the artists that I'm working with um, and also to some extent it means trying to just trying to take on the burden of raising the money and letting the artists make the work and I wish that we could do that better than we can than we do at the moment but things like that to just really make it as frictionless as possible for artists to be able to actually do what they are best at doing which is making um, and making things um, things and experiences uh, that help people see the world in different ways um, at the very least and Thinking about then artists as leaders or as like the key drivers of some issues, what are some of the works um, that will be coming up in the festival? What are some of the issues and the works that they'll be deal that artists will be dealing with? So the idea about thinking about how we can possibly begin to imagine and comprehend climate change. This is something that is very difficult to understand at or see um, or touch at a material level. Um, it's something that is so uh, so spread out in time that there isn't um, a sense of immediacy um, and it's so, you know, absurdly... Um, argued that it that the, the narrative of um, of climate change is unclear. Um, it's confused. It's difficult and complicated, and it shouldn't be. Um, so there are artists that are really looking at that in very urgent ways, but also thinking about it laterally um, and thinking about, for instance, in the last festival 
our ecosexual bathhouse, which was um, probably our hottest um, publicity item. Um, ended up, you know, everywhere from Herald Sun, BuzzFeed and Daily Mail and all of that kind of thing. Um, but it's great, you know, it's great that it did because it's talking, it's sparking a conversation about climate change and around the way that we cohabit the earth in in way in spaces and in ways that would have never had that conversation brought up or would never have uh, would never have well it's sparking the conversation with people that wouldn't normally be a part of it um, of course it's not all positive but it is making people flip or, or rethink or take a moment to to think about things in, in a way that they that is maybe counter what to what they had previously thought and so one th one difference i suppose to looking at all of the applications and all of the conversations that we had with artists in the lead up to the 2016 festival versus the ones for this festival the applications for kickstart for instance closed a few days after trump got elected so it was around that time and the the switch from thinking about speculation and thinking about speculative futures in 2016 to thinking about incredibly urgent grab you by the collar and shake you to make you realize what is actually happening right now that shift has been really really marked and both reflects and you know reflects the the mood of the times but I think also draws people into a conversation about it in a, in a way that hopefully might be accessible or um, accessible in different ways or um, just might be accessible in different ways. Yeah, it's like it's not that it's less confrontational, but it's that you know, gives people that opportunity to have a conversation, even if it is, because it comes at it, it that's what I love about art, it comes at it in such a way where, yes, people can get angry, but they have to think in order to get angry, and that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah. really important, like, you have, like, this critical thinking is something that we, I kind of feel like we're losing, yeah. and... The fact that we're losing that is horrifying um, and art has that role in Totally, and I think that festivals specifically have this proximity, the proximity of works, the proximity of people, the kind of um, energy of the short time frame that, uh, that is a festival is a real opportunity for, for bouncing some of those different ideas around, for finding that dissonance, for finding that friction and unraveling some of the complexity but acknowledging that it is complex and not letting it be flattened by a headline or by whatever gets promoted on your socials feeds um, and the fact that you actually have to be there with other people other humans have a conversation in the foyer afterwards walk down the street with someone 
to the next show, um, have a conversation with a volunteer or with an artist and, and become get face-to-face with, you know, with the people that are actually making those things. That's the, that's the rare proximity of a festival, especially a festival like Next Wave, where all of the artists are participating in everyone else's works and it does feel like a little temporary mini community um, that forms around it. And that's what you, I mean, that's what you can't get um, when you're in these mediated spaces. Yeah, because and that unique position of festivals, I, I really think it means the works that you guys get to put on are so strong because the ability for more solid bricks and mortar planned programs don't usually have that opportunity to intervene as much or to take as many risks and I think that's what's unique to you guys. Being able to put on a work in the space where we think it best fits to find the partners that most make sense to support works I think is is a really lucky thing for us um, rather than being um, being forced to program works to fit into certain spaces um, that's and being able to being able to move and change and shift shift across the city um, shift to different suburbs, to different arts and non-art spaces, inside, outside, all of those elements come together for the experience of the festival, um, which is kind of the unique thing about it, but also allows us to be responsive and to really um, think, uh, think specifically and precisely about where work should be. Head to our website visualarts.net.au for more information on NAVA's advocacy and campaigns for improving the working environment for Australian artists and arts organisations.